0: Hope you're well. Our number is 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. Joe Biden is pushing electric cars today. He was at a Ford plant. And um, in addition, he's getting reamed out by Tlaib. I'll get to that later. But he's pushing electric cars, electric pickup trucks. Now, Joe Biden has signed a number of executive orders. Among them, he wants to eliminate carbon dioxide emissions. Now, carbon dioxide is not carbon monoxide. Carbon dioxide is not a pollutant, never has been a pollutant, never can be, and never will be a pollutant. Every time you breathe in, you breathe in oxygen. Every time you breathe out, you turn oxygen into carbon dioxide. If carbon dioxide was a pollutant, you'd be dead by wearing your masks because you, every time you breathe out into your mask, you'd be inhaling a poison. So I thought I'd point that out even though I don't receive $417,000 from the federal government as Mr. Fauci, Dr. Fauci does. And even though I'm not an expert on these things, if carbon dioxide were a pollutant, you'd be dead because you'd be inhaling your own gases that you exhale out of your mouth and out of your nose. Now, plants are very, very happy that you exhale carbon dioxide because carbon dioxide to plants is their oxygen, and they take that carbon dioxide and they make oxygen for us. That's why we used to talk about the Amazon, not Amazon.com, the Amazon. And you recall, a couple of decades ago, there was great concern that we were losing the Amazon, that people were cutting down the, the lush trees and, and so forth, and that Sunday morning CBS and others would go down there and they would show that once these trees and this habitat is destroyed, there's nothing to replace it now the Amazon is flourishing like never before which is exactly why they don't cover the story anymore it's flourishing like never before the species are flourishing like never before there is no threat anymore to the Amazon why because of carbon dioxide now what is the perfect temperature the perfect temperature for human beings what's the perfect temperature for earth there is no perfect temperature. We have no idea what the perfect temperature is. We know in the extremes it's not particularly good. But if the temperature goes up 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 degrees, is that bad? If it goes down 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 degrees on average, is that bad? No. And again, we're talking about average and we're talking about the planet. Where are all the pictures of the ice melting in Antarctica and We don't see those anymore either. All the stories about the polar bears, we don't hear about those anymore either. What's going on? They're in power. That's what's going on. They're in power and they're making moves now to destroy our economic system. And Joe Biden's all in. He's been signing executive orders and issuing fiat's. Throughout the massive bureaucracy, unleashing a war against free market capitalism, unleashing a war against American business and entrepreneurship, unleashing a war of lies as well. We have a radical degrowth movement being operated out of the White House, at the EPA, the Interior Department, Department of Agriculture. And so there's a war on energy, there's a war on automobiles, there's a war on trucks, but they'll all be electric, don't you know? The vast majority of people who go to these seminars, the vast majority of people who are meeting as I speak in one bureaucracy after another, hatching one fascistic plan after another, have never ever worked in the private sector the vast majority of them do not have degrees in the proper hard sciences. They have degrees in social sciences, behavioral sciences, political sciences, but not in the hard sciences. The vast majority of people who are leading this effort politically are among the dumbest politicians who walk with two feet on the face of the planet. AOC, John Kerry... Joe Biden and among the three of them they have absolutely no serious private sector experience they're going to do to the entire American economy what they've done now to our gas prices that's what they're doing it is a national security concern because communist China doesn't waste any time with this sort of stuff and they're on the move and they are building approximately one coal site a day. While we're either standing still or destroying them. Communist China emits more carbon dioxide than all the rest of the world combined. All the rest of the world combined. And they signed the Paris Climate Accords. Because they'll sign anything just as they signed the deal with Great Britain that was supposed to protect Hong Kong for 99 years, work for about 47 years, and now they've destroyed Hong Kong. Communists, like Nazis, will sign anything. It means nothing to them. And yet for the appeasers and sellouts in our country, they wave it around, it means everything to them. This war on our economic system is really quite bizarre if you think about it. I've talked to you before about Professor George Reisman. And he wrote a massive book, really an iconic book, just called Capitalism. And he says, as a result of the industrialized revolution, I'm quoting him, and this is in American Marxism, by the way, in the chapter on climate change fanatics, not only do billions more people survive, but in the advanced countries they do so on a level far exceeding that of kings and emperors in all previous ages. At a level that just a few generations ago would have been regarded as possible only in a world of science fiction. With the turn of a key, the push of a pedal, and the touch of a steering wheel, We drive along highways and wondrous machines at 60 miles an hour. With the flick of a switch, light a room in the middle of darkness. With the touch of a button, watch events taking place 10,000 miles away. With the touch of a few other buttons, talk to other people across town or across the world. The average person in America even flies through the air at 6,000 miles per hour, excuse me, 600 miles per hour, 40,000 feet up, watching movies, sipping martinis in the air-conditioned comfort as they do so. In the United States, most people have all this in spacious homes or apartments, carpeting, heating, air conditioning, refrigerators, freezers, gas or electric stoves, and also personal libraries of hundreds of books, records, compact discs, tape recordings, They have all this, as well as long life and good health, as the result of working 40 hours a day. And I'd point out, conversely, the so-called environmental movement of the 1970s has devolved into another avenue to attack American constitutional republicanism, and, of course, capitalism. From clean air and clean water to global cooling, warming, and climate change, the goal of many of the so-called leading intellectuals behind this effort has been the introduction of Marxist thinking and Marxist objectives through the guise of environmentalism as the Green New Deal, which promotes economic regression, radical egalitarianism, and autocratic rule. But the movement has expanded well beyond that to include virtually every programmatic and agenda-driven goal of American Marxism, which has been embraced to one degree or another by the Democratic Party. And the environmental movement has developed numerous areas of overlap with the other Marxist-centric ideologies and movements, such as critical race theory, by way of environmental justice, which declares the existence of environmental racism targeting minority communities. And some of the movement's masterminds insist that Marxism does not go far enough in establishing their degrowth utopianism as they imagine life in a perpetual state of nature where productivity, growth, and material acquisition are toxic to the human spirit. Of course, in the end, it all involves a form of repression and autocracy. For these are the dreams of the elites and special interests before whom mankind must bow if their illusory paradise is to be achieved. It's so true. Now, I want to discuss another aspect of this with you. Most of you don't want electric vehicles. They don't go far enough. They're extremely expensive, even though the federal government has spent billions, you may know, in subsidizing their production. Most of you don't want them. Two percent of the sales of vehicles in this country are electric vehicles. Imagine the drain on the electrical grid, which, as Peter Pry pointed out on Sunday, is struggling every single day just to keep up with what it's doing. We have a war on energy at the same time we're said to be expanding the use of electricity. This isn't about carbon dioxide. This isn't about climate change first getting colder, then getting warmer, now colder, warmer, in between, it doesn't much matter. This is about Marxism. This ideology was first developed in Europe by Marxists, by Marxist professors, by Marxist activists, who are adherents to Marx and are, in fact, Pushing movements that have been spawned by Marx. They are ideologues. This is their faith. This is their religion. This is what they bow down to. Rationality, evidence, knowledge, true science are of no consequence. It is now being fully endorsed and enshrined in and by our federal government. And this movement is in alignment with critical race theory. And those movements are in alignment with the lat-crit theory of open borders that European whites are the actual intruders, that there is no real United States. And then the extreme transgenderism movement, which has significant aspects also of a Marxist ideology, which attacks the moral undergirding of the country claiming that these old ideas and traditions about morality have nothing to do with morality at all they're just the viewpoint of individuals at a specific given of time given period of time this and more is what is devouring our classrooms you watch on tv you see an idiot driving around in an electric F-150. That would be the president. When you watch what's taking place. Anyway. I try to link what's taking place so people understand the bigger context of it. It's not just one story. It's not just one part of society. It's not just one politician. This is a massive movement, a massive force with a thousand sub-movements. And this is why I wrote American Marxism. And this is the journey you and I are going to take together. When is Father's Day, Rich? I don't even know when it is. It's in June. May I suggest? Friendly? You might want to get a, several pre-ordered copies for your father, your husband son, uncle, whomever, and let them know that you did that as we continue this effort to have as many pre-orders as possible all across the country before the release. I'll be right back. Much in. Are you worried about America's future? Times of trouble are full of reasons to despair. But those who built and have preserved our country didn't despair. And if we are going to do our part, we need to draw on the books, the history, and the ideas that gave our forefathers and mothers strength and inspiration. Hillsdale College was founded in 1844 to teach these things, and it teaches them still today. The great news is that we can all study these things, along with Hillsdale College professors, right in our homes. Through Hillsdale's free online courses, we can study the history of our civilization, the wisdom of ancient Judeo-Christian philosophers, and the writings of Shakespeare and Mark Twain. We can reacquaint ourselves with our Constitution. We can learn how the Constitution has been undermined, and more importantly, how it can be recovered. My friends, as we fight in defense of family, faith, and freedom, let us draw on the best of the past with Hillsdale's guidance to save the greatest nation on Earth. Begin learning today at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for levinforhillsdale.com. You see, folks, politicians make political decisions. Bureaucrats make bureaucratic decisions. Marxists make ideological decisions. You, as an individual consumer, you make consumer decisions. The particular brand you like, something's priced well, the quality of something, whatever it is. You're making consumer decisions. But that is not what drives the people who are trying to compel you, compel you to comply with their ideological decisions, their bureaucratic decisions, or their political decisions. There's a huge difference. I'll be right back. Are you worried about America's future? Times of trouble are full of reasons to despair. But those who built and have preserved our country didn't despair. And if we are going to do our part, we need to draw on the books, the history, and the ideas that gave our forefathers and mothers strength and inspiration. Hillsdale College was founded in 1844 to teach these things, and it teaches them still today. The great news is that we can all study these things, along with Hillsdale College professors, right in our homes. Through Hillsdale's free online courses, we can study the history of our civilization, the wisdom of ancient Judeo-Christian philosophers, and the writings of Shakespeare and Mark Twain. We can reacquaint ourselves with our Constitution. We can learn how the Constitution has been undermined, and more importantly, how it can be recovered. My friends, as we fight in defense of family, faith, and freedom, let us draw on the best of the past with Hillsdale's guidance to save the greatest nation on Earth. Begin learning today at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, levinforhillsdale.com.
1: Intensivative and proud of it. Call the Mark Levin Show at 877-381-3811. All
0: right, I'll give you a sample of what's going on here. To the uh, you, want, you want to know why we have uh, inflation and so forth. Here's a piece by the Associated Press. Now, you know that they are absolutely discredited, but every now and then they have to print something, and they do. And here's the piece today. 88% of children covered by monthly payments starting in July. 9 out of 10 children in this country. That is their their families, the parents. 9 out of 10 children in this country are going to receive tax receive taxpayer payments as part of that $2 trillion so-called corona relief bill. And that coronavirus relief bills we talked about before really covers about 9% of it covers the coronavirus relief. The rest of it was a massive boondoggle. And you can see how that's affecting inflation now and how it has completely turned our economy on its head. We have 8.1 million jobs unfilled, and yet we have millions of people on the unemployment lines who are receiving subsidies by our government and the private sector – Particularly small and medium sized businesses cannot compete with the federal government in terms of the money that people are receiving. And so a lot of these businesses are wanting to open or are open, but they can't stay open or they have limited hours or what have you because they can't get the workforce because much of the workforce is being subsidized to stay home. And what's happening is there's production shortages. There's supply chain shortages. They want to blame the virus. It's not the virus. It's the human pandemic who goes by the name of Joe Robinette Biden Jr. Here's the Associated Press, Josh Boak. The Treasury Department said that 39 million families are set to receive monthly child payments beginning on July 15. The payments are part of President Biden's $1.9 trillion coronavirus relief package. Which expanded the child tax credit for one year and made it possible to prepay the benefits on a monthly basis. Now let's stop here. This is not going to be one year because the Democrats have <coughs> excuse me the Democrats have said they want to make this permanent. Matter of fact, they want to make most aspects of the so-called coronavirus relief package permanent, meaning trillions and trillions of dollars on top of trillions of dollars. Nearly 88% of children in the country are set to receive the benefits without their parents needing to take any additional action. The money goes right in to the parent's account. It's direct deposit. This tax cut sends a clear and powerful message to American workers, working families with children. Help us here, Biden said in remarks at the White House. Qualified families will receive a payment of up to $300 per month for each child under 6, up to $250 per month for children between the ages of 6 and 17. The child tax credit was previously capped at $2,000 and only paid out to families with income tax obligations after they filed with the IRS. Now it doesn't matter. You don't have to file anything. Now listen to this, but for this year, couples earning $150,000 or less can receive the full payments on the 15th of every month, in most cases by direct deposit. The benefits total $3,600 annually for children under six, $3,000 for those who are older, let's say have four kids. And they're all under six. Four kids are all under six. You're going to get about $15,000. For what? For having kids? For what? And you know, people are going to game this. I'll give you an example. Let's say there's a couple. One earns... $150,000 A hundred fifty thousand dollars a year just for example purposes and another earns hundred and fifty thousand a year well that's three hundred right mr. producer so why wouldn't you file separate tax returns what happens if you file a separate tax return you're going to double the money if his earning is his earning and her earning is her, her earning even though it Obviously, nor is to the benefit of the couple and the family as a whole. What if you file separate tax returns? But either way, it's outrageous. The IRS will determine eligibility based on the 019 and 020 tax years. But people can also update their status through an online portal. So basically, you don't have to do a damn thing. This money is going to start flowing in. And by the way, this money is going to be flowing in along with uh, increased unemployment insurance money flowing in from the state and the feds. Somebody pointed out earlier today that if you add it all up for an individual who isn't working, they can get up to $32,000 a year. Up to $32,000. These aren't economic decisions, ladies and gentlemen. These are political decisions. These are ideological decisions. These are bureaucratic decisions. These are not economic decisions. This is why the workforce can't be filled. This is why small and medium-sized businesses can't work at full capacity. This is why production levels are down, not because there's a lack of material. It's because there's a lack of manpower and labor. When the federal government's policy is to subsidize non-work, is to encourage people to go on the dole, to massively increase the welfare state as it increases the debt, if that's the policy of the federal government, which it is under the Biden administration, you create economic dislocation. And on top of this, so what I'm saying is these tax policies are really labor policies. They're sops to the left. They're sops to try and increase the support for the Democrat Party. And when you include on top of this, this excessive unemployment, and when you include on top of that the war on energy independence, we were energy independent, ladies and gentlemen, four months ago. I just paid four dollars a gallon for gasoline. $399.99. Last year I think it was like a buck eighty or a buck ninety. That's unnecessary. Wait until you start getting your electric bills. They talk about electricity. Well, electricity just doesn't come out of the air. You know, we're not all flying kites like Benjamin Franklin with, with keys on the end of them. Electricity has to be created. It has to be created. And believe it or not, you need energy to create energy. You need energy to create energy. So while all this is going on, energy costs are going up. And because of the proposed massive taxes on businesses and capital gains that are being proposed, A lot of these businesses are not expanding. They're not investing what they intended to invest on research and development. They're stuck waiting to see what a 50-50 Senate is going to do. They're sitting there. They don't know what to do. And on top of that, Joe Biden wants everybody in the private sector to be part of a union. Even though about 6 to 7% of the private sector workforce is unionized, he wants it to be 100%. People are looking at that. They're trying to push up the minimum wage to $15 an hour. On the one hand, they're subsidizing people not to work. Small and medium business, large too, but I'm focused on small and medium businesses, can't find the workers that they need. Then they're going to tell these, these small businesses... You can't serve the number of food, the amount of food you were going to serve at your restaurant. You can't sell the amount of clothes you were going to sell at your retail store and so forth. But the few people who you have working for you now, now you have to significantly increase their hourly wage. So people are looking at that. This has nothing to do with the coronavirus. There's a big piece in Bloomberg here. The world economy is suddenly running low on everything. It's the American economy that drives the world economy. We're running low on everything because of government policy, government spending, government proposed taxation, and government regulations. The government is doing this. Joe Biden, The human pandemic, is doing this. And so now we have shortages of and inflation affecting copper, iron ore and steel, corn, coffee, wheat and soybeans, lumber, semiconductors, plastic, cardboard for packaging, right out of the article. We're running low on these things. Have you tried to get a dishwasher lately? They're out of stock. What happens when you're HVAC system goes down there aren't a whole lot left to replace them with it's a big deal it's a big deal and because all of this again all of this embraces the core principles of Marxist economic ideology where the government is trying to move the pieces around But as I said before, the government doesn't make decisions based on the kind of things you take into consideration as a consumer. They're pushing policies. They're pushing narratives. They're pushing ideologies. They're trying to impose their view of the world on you. And they're replacing the trillions of decisions made every day by consumers with a relative handful of politicians and senior-level bureaucrats. It's never worked out well in any country on the face of the earth. It's certainly not going to work out well here. It's a disaster. And they all put it under this rubric of climate change. We need to save the, cunt, the world, the planet, climate change. Ladies and gentlemen, if the world is going to blow up, there's not a damn thing we can do about it. But let me tell you a little secret. The world's doing just fine. The world's doing just fine. We're not doing a damn thing to this planet that this planet can't handle. This planet is so much bigger than all of us combined, it's not even funny. There is nothing called Mother Nature. There is no mother in nature. They try to humanize it so they can use emotion and passion when they talk about it. It's like everything else they do, critical race theory, the war on the cops, when you show them statistics that that demonstrate that there's no climate change emergency taking place. No matter how many Nobel-winning economists, Nobel-winning scientists come forward and explain this, they're drowned out by the media, by individuals who know nothing about everything and everything about nothing. I'll be right back. Are you worried about America's future? Times of trouble are full of reasons to despair. But those who built and have preserved our country didn't despair. And if we are going to do our part, we need to draw on the books, the history, and the ideas that gave our forefathers and mothers strength and inspiration. Hillsdale College was founded in 1844 to teach these things, and it teaches them still today. The great news is that we can all study these things along with Hillsdale College professors right in our homes. Through Hillsdale's free online courses, we can study the history of our civilization, the wisdom of ancient Judeo-Christian philosophers, and the writings of Shakespeare and Mark Twain. We can reacquaint ourselves with our Constitution. We can learn how the Constitution has been undermined, and more importantly, how it can be recovered. My friends, as we fight in defense of family, faith, and freedom, let us draw on the best of the past with Hillsdale's guidance to save the greatest nation on Earth. Begin learning today at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, levinforhillsdale.com. All right, folks, by the way, the Fox show is, is very powerful, thanks to you. the ratings continue to be steady and strong. The radio ratings continue to be steady and strong. The podcast continues to expand. We've now reached 80,000 pre-orders of the hardcover of American Marxists, I'm telling you, that you folks are fired up. By all indications in my world, as I watch this, you folks are fired up, and this movement is moving, and you can see aspects of it already taking place throughout the country. This is you. As a matter of fact, Mr. Producer, I know I need to do the sponsor, and I will. But Benil. a UFC fighter, Saturday. He won a, a fight, even though they said he was expected to lose. And I want you to hear what he had to say. Now, this is the UFC. This is MMA. About one go. I want to thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ.
2: That's number one. Hey, calm down. Calm down. Number two, I want to dedicate this fight to all the people who've been hurt by Marxist ideologies. There are millions of you, and I know and uh, it's just a fight. I know it's not much, but I want you to know that I love you, and I understand the pain. I don't completely understand, but I love you, and I I understand your pain.
0: This is a this is a fantastic patriot, and the word is getting out, and people are using the right words, and this is what we need to do. We need to take over. The, <coughs> excuse me, the culture, the language, and we're doing it. You would never have heard a UFC fighter mentioned, anything like this. And you're starting to see the word used more and more. Now, the guy from Axios was on Fox, and he calls Bernie Sanders a progressive and AOC a progressive. They're not progressives, although we know what that self-identifier is intended to do. It's intended for you to put down your defenses. These are Marxists, pure and simple. Marxists. When we return, oh, my gracious, we have so much to get into. Oil pipelines, it's the strangest damn thing. Joe Biden, his first act is to shut out, shut down an American pipeline that we're building with the Canadians. Not only do we lose 14,000 union jobs and God knows how many related jobs, but we lose access to Canada's oil through the pipeline. I thought Canada was an ally. Then we have the colonial pipeline that's knocked out by just a bunch of marauders who are based in Russia. Of course, Putin doesn't know anything about it, we're told. Of course, he knows everything about it. If he didn't know anything about it, he knows everything about it now. Now, Joe Biden just sold out our country again. And it involves another oil pipeline, which I will tell you about when we return. I'll be right back. Three eight one one. I'll get to this pipeline issue in just a second. Before I do, so Biden's at the Ford plant in Michigan today and driving around an electric vehicle. I doubt the guy even has a driver's license. By the way, if it were Donald Trump, they'd want to know about that. And here's what he said. Go ahead.
2: When I think of the climate crisis beyond its devastation of lives and livelihoods and health of our very planet, I think jobs.
0: Now let's stop a second. So in the border, where there is a crisis, it's not a crisis. And yet, the climate crisis, which is about as ambiguous as it gets, there is no climate crisis. Not by any measurement is there a climate crisis. Just because these these political ambulance chasers blame everything on the climate doesn't mean there's a climate crisis because of capitalism. Doesn't mean there's a climate crisis because you have a good job or you're running a business. Climate crisis? And the media propaganda from Chuck Todd and all the rest, they will not allow contrary points of view by experts by top, trained, educated professors to even be heard. You will hear them in my book, though. Go on. I think jobs when I think climate change. He thinks jobs when he thinks climate change. How many people who lost their jobs as a result of that decision to shut down the Keystone XL Pipeline ...have gotten jobs. He says jobs. He's always talking about jobs. 8.1 million jobs open. Subsidizing people not to work. And then he claims we want jobs. Good paying union jobs. We had good paying union jobs. Until he fired... ...he fired 14,000 people. And imagine the impact on the families... ...as one of his first acts. There is no climate crisis, ladies and gentlemen. None. There will be hurricanes. There will be tornadoes. There will be floods. There will be droughts. Because there is no Mother Nature. There's the globe. There's the sun... There's all kinds of things that are completely and utterly out of our control. And they will happen just as a beautiful spring day occurs. For reasons we have no control over, so will hurricanes occur and hit our coasts, likely, at the end of the summer. Not because of man-made climate change. Not because of Mother Nature. We have no control over any of it. None of it. Period. Go ahead. You need a job.
2: I think about the UAW workers here today. I wanted to make sure that the world could see that there was a consensus that we are in an. Unfortunately-
0: Those batteries are made in communist China that you need in order to run these electrical cars. They're not made in the United States. What Joe Biden is doing with inflation and attacking American industry, he's chasing manufacturing, like Obama did, like they all did, off of our shores. He can talk all he wants about it good-paying union jobs here in America today. He's destroying them. He's not creating them. When you attack American business, you attack the people who work for American business. When you create taxing and regulatory policies that shutters American businesses, you are shutting American jobs. When you force investment overseas, you are eliminating American jobs. You're creating foreign jobs. When you have an open border that allows virtually anybody to come in and you all deport people as a result of coming here illegally, you are destroying American jobs, including union jobs. Because more than anything else, Joe Biden is wedded to these various Marxist movements, whether it's the climate change fanatics who are really degrowthers and all the rest. Go ahead.
2: And almost every major leader in the world
0: spoke to it. If we act to save the planet, we can create millions. We can't save the planet. We can't destroy the planet. Listen to me, you know, Mr. Producer. Dig up if you have time. Dig up that uh, that comedy deal that uh, that we did the other day, uh, the other year, George Carlin, because he put it in ways that nobody else can really put it in. And while some of you have heard it, it's worth hearing again. But many out there. New listeners or people who come and go may not have heard it. Continue, please.
2: Generate significant economic growth and opportunity to raise the standard of living for people not only here but around. What the is world. going
0: to create significant As he starts to pick up speed and the spittle starts flying and his tongue gets twisted and he makes no sense, what is the significant economic benefit and all the jobs? Where are they going to come from exactly? Oh, all the new industries. Well, you're taxing the hell out of them. There aren't going to be all these new industries. You see, ladies and gentlemen, we have a human pandemic in Joe Biden. He is a wrecking ball. And the left, what they know how to do, what the Marxists know how to do, is destroy things and substitute it with ideology. Destroy things and substitute it with ideology phony images pulling at your emotional heartstrings. We can do this. All of you out there, We can, all of you systemically racist, privileged individuals, we can come together. We can do this. Meanwhile, what's happening in our schools? Not just Virginia, not just California. They want to dumb down the students. We're not going to have... AP classes. We're not going to have these schools where, they, where the brightest of the brightest are learning science and mathematics at a higher level. No, 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 no. We can't do that. We're not going to do that. No, we can't. we got a whole racial agenda here going on. we got a racial agenda going on. We've got a, a degrowth agenda going on here. We have an immigration agenda going on. We've got all kinds of agendas going on here, all of which are intended to undermine... You, the American people, whomever you are, wherever you're from. Go ahead, please.
2: But I also wanted to put the world on notice. America America. is back.
0: The world is on notice that we have the biggest imbecile possible in the Oval Office. What does he mean, America is back? What does that mean? while he's hollowing out America. America's back. The communist Chinese are thrilled with this this buffoon. The fascist leader in Russia is thrilled with this buffoon. The Islamo-Nazis in Tehran are thrilled with this buffoon. America's back. Yeah, we can't fill jobs. We're subsidizing people not to work. The border's wide open. We're attacking our own economic system. Soon we're going to be attacking our constitutional system by going after the courts. Oh yeah, America's back. America never left, you jerk. The problem is you're back. And all the wrong countries and people are celebrating. I'll be right back.
1: Mark Levin.
0: Over 2,000 of you, my listeners, made the switch from overpriced wireless carriers to Pure Talk over the past few months. We want the rest of you to join us and to see what we're talking about. If you're with AT&T and Verizon or T-Mobile, your family could save over $800 a year just by switching to Pure Talk. You get great coverage, you can keep your phone and your number, and you'll save a fortune. Pure Talk is the top-rated wireless company by Consumer Affairs with the absolute best consumer service team based right here in America. Does that sound good? Well, it gets better. Right now, get unlimited talk, text, and 6 gigs of data, just $30 a month. And if you go over on data, they don't charge you for it. They don't care. Go to puretalkusa.com. And enter promo code Levin Podcast. Again, puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin, L E V I N Podcast. And when you do, you'll save 50% off your first month. That's puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Puretalkusa, simply smarter wireless. Oh, I didn't forget. I want to talk about pipelines a little bit more so Biden shuts down a a critical pipeline that's being built from Canada to the United States so Canadian oil can flow into the United States he signs an executive order preventing further drilling on federal lands stopping drilling that's already occurring he has nothing to replace that with We're going to do this, we're going to do that, you're going to get this, you're going to get the typical Marxist Pablum. You're not getting anything. They've spent trillions. And they want to spend trillions more. On what exactly? What is going to replace all of this? Nothing. Now China's building pipelines, they're building coal plants, Russia's building coal plants, and they're building a huge pipeline from Russia to Germany, and you may recall President Trump called out Chancellor Merkel, the for-life leader of Germany, and said, we have men and women over here in NATO defending your country, and this pipeline that Russia is building to you, you're going to buy their oil and not ours? And then from a national security perspective, he wisely pointed out, they'll be able to cut it off anytime they want to? So it's a serious national security concern for us, the United States. And as pointed out at National Review by Jim Garrity today, he says back on February 16th, Jen Psaki said our position on Nord Stream 2, that's the pipeline, has been very clear and it remains unchanged. She said, President Biden has made clear that Nord Stream 2 is a bad idea. It's a bad deal because it divides Europe. It exposes Ukraine and Central Europe to Russia. Russia manipulation because it goes against Europe's own stated energy and security goals. Okay. So what's going on? What happened? This from the left-wing site Axios today. The Biden administration will waive sanctions on the corporate entity and CEO overseeing the construction of Russia's Nord Stream 2 pipeline into Germany because Trump put sanctions on him and it. According to two sources briefed on the decision, the decision indicates the Biden administration is not willing to compromise its relationship with Germany over this pipeline and underscores the difficulties President Biden faces in matching actions to rhetoric on a tougher approach to Russia. Now wait a damn minute. Wait a damn minute. We, the people, had to go through years of this crap that the Russians had something on Trump. We had to go through a year of this crap with the phony dossier, with Russia collusion, with impeachment hearings with congressional investigations, with criminal investigations. The media, day in and day out, the Holocaust-denying, Jew-hating media, going on and on about this stuff with Trump. It was all a lie. And here's Biden, who's apparently made a decision that gives Russia a national security and economic hammer over Europe. Now, the files will love this. They think it's great. Why do we always talk about Russia? What's wrong with Russia? Just because they threaten our aircraft? Just because they threaten our ships? Just because they fly in our, air, uh, our um, airspace? Just because they're building weapons that, can, that are aimed at us? They've modernized 80-some percent of their nuclear forces. We haven't modernized 1% just because they're working with the communist Chinese, just because these cyber hackers are working out of Russia and on and on. Why? what, What is it with these people who have a problem with Russia? Well, Joe Biden agrees with them. What is the problem with Russia? Obviously, Trump was wrong. Trump was tough on Russia. He was tough on Russia. And Biden's selling out. And they're using Germany as an excuse. Well, you know, we want good relations with Germany. Germany has no choice. Germany relies on us for their defense in so many respects. And he just sold out. To Putin. Do you see any stories out there? Do you see any media on TV and so forth about how Joe Biden... Has just sold out to Putin, how he reversed one of Donald Trump's very, very important sanctions on the pipeline and and on the CEO that, that runs the pipeline? Anything about Russia collusion in order to help Biden? Biden makes excuses for Russia when we're hit by this cyber attack out of Russia? Now he gives them what they want on the pipeline? I'll tell you what I think is going on here. Just my surmise. I think Biden will do these things because his administration is begging Putin not to invade Ukraine. And if it means excusing Russia for the cyber attack on the East Coast, on that pipeline... If it means giving Putin all this power over NATO allies with this pipeline, please, Vlad, please don't invade Ukraine on my watch. Please, because that will expose me as the feckless, gutless moron that I really am, would say Joe Biden to himself. That's why he's capitulating. Because he's appeasing. Otherwise, none of this makes any sense. Please don't invade Ukraine on my watch. There's not anything effective I can do. What do you want, Vlad? What do you want? The pipeline you wanted. That was number one, what Putin wanted. As I mentioned on this air many times before this election, and we discussed this, our enemies desperately wanted Joe Biden to be president of the United States. And now you see why. And now you see why. Some people are making the most bizarre statements that Biden is backing the state of Israel against the terrorists. Of course, Israeli officials kind of have to say this because there's weapons in the pipeline before the attack that they want to make sure they can receive but Biden's not doing anything to say that Israel has the right to defend itself against 3900 missiles that are fired at its cities by a terrorist organization backed by a terrorist country is to say nothing why doesn't he condemn the terrorists why doesn't he condemn the Palestinian terrorists the way Donald Trump did I'll be right back.
3: Mark Levin, tough as hell. That's why I like Mark Levin. And I'm not sure a lot of people like him. He's tough as hell. But I like him. I love
0: him. Call in now. 877-381-3811. Julie Kelly is actually one of the most important writers in this country right now. She's one of the few really focused on what's happened to the people who protested on January 6th, some of whom broke in, some of whom were invited into the Capitol building, and how they're being treated. And Julie Kelly, uh, who writes often for American Greatness as well as other sites, she has a piece in there, Shawshank for January 6th Detainees, Julie, how are you? And explain to America what's going on.
4: I'm good, Mark. And thank you for that compliment and thank you so much for having me on to bring attention to this. Um, so what uh, most Americans are aware of and we're trying to also bring attention to House Republicans and Senate Republicans are, is that there are dozens of January 6th, I call them detainees, people who have been caught up in the FBI DOJ's manhunt for protesters who were at the Capitol inside and outside on January 6th transporting them to a fetid DCJ where they have sat for months languishing in solitary confinement conditions, not able to leave their cell except for an hour a day. Some have been abused by guards. They have no access to exercise, religious services. Um, There's a lot of complaints about personal hygiene, even access to showers and shaves. Keep in mind, and you know this, Mark, this is pretrial detention. These are prosecutors and judges signing off on pretrial detention orders as these men... all uh, all of them are men, uh, await delayed trials that could take up to a year before their trial even begins. They have been uh, presumed guilty until proven innocent.
0: Now, are there any judges left in the District of Columbia to help these people?
4: Um, Actually, Mark, the D.C. Circuit, the appellate court, uh, I think you and I talked about this, in the case of Eric Munchel, who is the man photographed with the zip ties, mm-hmm. um, that uh, they were arrested, basically turned themselves in, were held behind bars for more than two months until that was appealed to the D.C. Circuit, and those three judges brought it back down to the court and prosecutors and told them there is not enough evidence. They're not a danger to society. They should be released, and the government immediately dropped their uh, motion for pretrial detention. That has had sort of a trickle-down effect on other nonviolent offenders. Um, And, in fact, uh, Judge Chris Cooper, who's an Obama appointee, I listened to his hearing a few weeks ago for Richard Barnett, the man photographed in Nancy Pelosi's office. He used the Munchell ruling Uh, to justify his finally letting Richard Barnett out of jail after four months, not charged with any violent crime either.
0: So just to recap here, we have people who are not charged with violent crimes. Correct. And they are sitting in prison, some of them four months, in solitary confinement? Correct. And uh, this term insurrection, how many of these people... That they have rounded up and put in jail were armed?
4: Um, so only two people have been charged with firearm violations. Neither man was inside the building or even outside the building. During the chaos that day, they were just charged for violating D.C.'s very strict gun control uh, laws. So neither no one has been charged with carrying a firearm. Certainly, using one, as you know, Mark, the only person who used a firearm in the building that day was the unidentified police officer who shot and killed Ashley Babbitt. Um, there are more than three dozen people who have been charged with various weapon violations, possession of pepper spray, using flagpoles, uh, a riot shield, a helmet, various. Items that you know, in other riots uh, are nowhere near con- considered deadly or dangerous weapons only in this situation, um, but the idea this was some kind of orchestrated armed insurrection is just preposterous and, and just defies the facts
0: and yet Nancy Pelosi wants a nine eleven type commission, and there are Republicans who are going along with her. Has Nancy Pelosi sought a commission to find out? the treatment of these individuals in D.C. jails and so forth? I don't think so. I just think the idea that we would have a commission to investigate this when we've had $2 billion worth of damage from Black Lives Matter and Antifa and other Marxist anarchist organizations, when police officers have actually been killed and brutalized when private citizens have actually been killed and brutalized, when they carry so many weapons we can't even count them, including Molotov cocktails and and frozen bottles of uh, of water, when the Portland Federal Courthouse, the Mark Hatfield Courthouse, comes under nightly attack for months at a time, when the White House comes under attack, this Department of Justice is a national department. Its reach is national. It can reach into any situation it chooses to reach into. And yet we have unbelievably disparate treatment. You're the only person reporting on this. There aren't any networks covering this. There aren't any regular so-called reporters covering this. Are you shocked that you're like one of the few people who are actually focused
4: on this? I am shocked. Uh, even, you know, conservative outlets have really ignored this uh, and conservative networks have ignored this too. So that's why I'm so grateful for your attention and we're starting to get more attention to this. Um, Mark, two quick things. DOJ is actively dropping suits, uh, cases, charges against Portland rioters, people who were charged with far more egregious offenses than what we saw on January 6th. So the same Justice Department dropping federal charges against Portland rioters while keeping nonviolent offenders behind bars for, you know, could be a year now. Also, Mark, uh, the Capitol Police and DOJ want to keep private under wraps 14,000 hours of surveillance video that was captured on January 6th. Uh, They are uh, seeking and receiving protective orders, even keeping this evidence from defense attorneys. Defendants can only view it in a supervised setting, and they can't download it, they can't share it, they cannot copy it. Uh, The media actually appealed to the D.C. District Court uh, uh, Chief Judge Beryl Howell a few weeks ago because they want to see the video evidence, too, because, of course, it's all happening in virtual hearings. And DOJ and uh, Capitol Police are trying to keep that all secret.
0: Are there any judges in particular who are more egregious than others, do you know?
4: Well, I would list Beryl Howell. As you know, she's a Trump antagonist, a former Senate Democratic staffer, and an Obama appointee. She was in charge of the Mueller grand jury. Uh, She has nothing kind to say about Trump and did everything she could to really thwart whatever he was doing or his Justice Department. Um, You know, you have the same cabal of judges, Amy Berman Jackson, Mm. Emmett Sullivan, Rudy Contreras. You know, all of these judges who were in on the Russia, uh, the fake Mueller probe and going after Mike Flynn and Roger Stone and Paul Manafort. So all of those judges now are overseeing because every case is litigated through the D.C. district court. That's why these people are being hauled to D.C. It's a tribunal. It's a Democratic tribunal. It's not going to be a, a jury of their peers. Uh, What the judges are saying is just outlandish and and, and egregious. Um, These people's constitutional rights, their human rights are being violated. And, you know, we just need some more attention by the media and by Republican leadership, too.
0: You know, I don't don't know how the Republicans can do this, but I mean, there needs to be some hearings where these judges are brought before congressional committees and they're a question about what they're doing. There needs to be some form for this, because otherwise they are absolutely rogue. Uh, this is absolutely appalling. Uh, you know, as you know, they increase the number of D.C. circuit judges in order to uh, stack that court. So if you get a good panel, you're pretty lucky. Uh, and they want to do the same with the United States Supreme Court. When you sit back and look at this, Julie Kelly... This is tyranny, isn't it? This is tyranny of the judiciary. This is tyranny of the Democrat Party, isn't
4: it? It absolutely is, Mark. You know, we went four years from the FBI ambushing Mike Flynn in the White House to the FBI ambushing uh, couples in Alaska, you know, sitting in the inn that they, that they own, handcuffing them, separating them into different rooms, interrogating them without lawyers uh, for the mere fact that they went to the Capitol, to Trump's speech, and then to the Capitol outside that day. That's how quickly this Justice Department has been weaponized, accelerated, and 49, 48 Republican senators voted to put Lisa Monaco as number two in the Justice Department. So that's something that has to be remembered, too.
0: And who is she again?
4: Lisa Monaco was a Russia collusion uh, you know, hoaxer. She was in on this from the beginning. She was the one who helped initiate the bogus ICA into Russian collusion. She was a CNN pundit uh, for four years bashing Trump, uh, an Obama loyalist, an Obama henchman. That's how you could describe her. And 48 Republican senators, except for Rand Paul and Ted Cruz voted to put her in charge of the Justice Department. So Jess Rand Paul and Ted Cruz, that was it? That was it. They didn't ask her one question about the Russia collusion hoax that she helped orchestrate, that she helped concoct in 2016. Not one Republican senator asked her one question in her confirmation hearing, and she got almost unanimous uh, confirmation by the U.S. Senate. Appalling. They're in on it.
0: When you have the Department of Justice and the D.C. courts, courtrooms, the various judges, and the media against you, it's almost impossible for the system to work. It's almost impossible to get your honest day in court, isn't it?
4: It's impossible for these people. It it honestly is. Um, Everything is stacked against them. Uh, A lot of them can't even afford attorneys. They have had to bring in public defenders from other states, including Puerto Rico, to defend these people. Um, they are intentionally overwhelming the D.C. judicial system. So these trials will lag on into 2022. They can hang these cases and these people around the necks of what they call the sedition caucus, right? So House Republicans who wanted to object to the certification of the election results and the senators who did it too, to the extent who's up for reelection. This is Mueller 2.0, but on steroids, because it's not even Trump or his you know close associates. These are regular Americans. A lot of them are veterans, Mark, um, you know, who are just who are being punished with the most the cruelest, most powerful government weapons for the mere fact that they supported Donald Trump and they doubt the legitimate outcome of the 2020 election.
0: And some of them. When the when when the Capitol was rushed, some of them just walked in and walked out I'm not making excuses, but I'm saying why are they in jail in solitary confinement?
4: Well, we just released on uh, American Greatness a clip that has never been seen before, which is the uh, you know organic shaman, the guy with the horns and the face paint. Um, he has been sitting behind bars since he basically turned himself in around January twelfth, um, and you see Capitol police officers speaking with him and telling him and these other protesters, it's fine for you to be in here, just don't attack, don't assault anyone, which they did not. Um, they follow him into the Senate chamber into to the Senate gallery. Um, And then all these people are turned around and they're being charged with disorderly conduct and trespassing. Well, why weren't they arrested that day? Why are you going around the country, you know, in these pre-dawn raids using military, uh, you know, equipment and, and vehicles to terrorize Americans, haul them in for disorderly conduct and trespassing when you had a chance to do it right then and there? It's all optics. It's all the and, and why right? are
0: you giving real insurrectionists who want to overthrow the country, and they're Marxists and they're communists, right. why are you giving them a pass? Julie Kelly, I want to thank you. We'll continue to watch your your excellent work and highlight it. God bless you, and uh, be safe.
4: Mark, thank you so much. Really appreciate it.
0: You bet. My God. And we'll be right back.
1: Mark Levin.
0: Go to puretalkusa.com and enter promo code Levin podcast. Again, puretalkusa.com promo code Levin L-E-V-I-N podcast. And when you do, you'll save fifty percent off your first month. That's puretalkusa.com promo code Levin podcast. Pure Talk USA, simply smarter wireless. All right, you're not going to want to miss, after the top of the hour, Hour 3, where I'm going to play some of George Carlin's comments from a 1992 HBO special on the environment and the planet. And this is one way, what Carlin did, to try and fight back in the culture, too. That is... Make the case where the case needs to be made. We'll talk more about that again when American Marxism comes out. Uh, but uh, it's it's definitely worth listening to. Not me, him, listening to him. I could kick myself. I don't have time to find it, but I wanted to break it down for you, which I'm of course not allowed to do, but I'll do it anyway. We were talking about this that we have really over eighty thousand pre-ordered, hardback copies of American Marxism. Nobody's ever seen anything like this. And when you add an e-book and audio, we're over 90,000. So I strongly want to encourage you, just think about it, for Father's Day or for any day, to jump over to Amazon.com or Barnes & Noble or Walmart or whatever link you'd like to use. And if you're going to order the book, please pre-order the book. I won't be doing a big marketing push on this until the book is released or day two before. But I want you to get your hands first and foremost on July 13th when this book comes up. I want it to show up at your door. It's a first edition copy. I have no doubt we'll have to print other editions. So the first edition copy is, is the copy most people want to get. And so we'll hit the ground running because the day of its release is the day that we push this movement into high gear. The movement's already taking place. I can feel it. I can smell it. I can see it. It's already taking place. This is you, many of you. Different towns, different radio shows, different TV shows. Even the MMA, the UFC. You can hear how people are talking now. This is crucially important. This is part of the the effort here. So during the break or any time, if you have an opportunity to run over to Amazon, I would appreciate it. I think when the book comes out, you'll appreciate it. Go ahead and pre-order your copy. It's almost 40% off right now. Almost 40% off. And if they drop it even more, you'll get the best discount that they offer. I'll be right back.
1: Now broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin.
0: Hello, America. Mark Levin here. We're going to move quickly. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you stuck around. George Carlin. 1992 HBO special. Now, Carlin was a sort of liberal, libertarian, but he was a real comedian. He was fantastic. He would be disgusted by everything going on today. There's no question about it, as most comedians of that day would be. In fact, they wouldn't be able to earn a living. But I want to play this. I want you to think about what I talked about last hour. Phony climate change, degrowth movement. Joe Biden talking about us saving the planet, that the planet is in crisis. We have got to make the case this is a bald-faced lie. And nobody does it better than George Carlin. Go.
5: you got
3: people like this around you. country's full of them now. People walking around all day long, every minute of the day, worried about everything. Worried about the air, worried about the water, worried about the soil. Worried about insecticides, pesticides, food additives, carcinogens. Worried about radon gas, worried about asbestos. Worried about saving endangered species. Let me tell you about endangered species, all right? Saving endangered species is just one more arrogant attempt by humans to control nature. It's arrogant meddling. It's what got us in trouble in the first place. Doesn't anybody understand that? Interfering with nature. Over 90%, over, way over, 90% of all the species that have ever lived on this planet, ever lived, are gone. They're extinct. We didn't kill them all just disappeared that's what nature does they disappear these days at the rate of 25 a day and i mean regardless of our our behavior irrespective of how we act on this planet 25 species that were here today will be gone tomorrow let them go gracefully leave nature alone haven't we done enough we're so self-important so self-important everybody's going to save something now Save the trees, save the bees, save the whales, save those snails. And the greatest arrogance of all, save the planet. What? Are these people kidding me? Save the planet? We don't even know how to take care of ourselves yet. We haven't learned how to care for one another. We're going to save the planet? I'm getting tired of that. I'm tired of
5: that. I'm
3: tired of. F- Earth Day. I'm tired of these self righteous environmentalists, these white bourgeois liberals who think the only thing wrong with this country is there aren't enough bicycle paths. <laughs> People trying to make the world safe for their Volvos. Besides, environmentalists don't give a sh- about the planet. They don't care about the planet. Not in the abstract, they don't. Not in the abstract, they don't. You know what they're interested in? A clean place to live. Their own habitat. They're worried that someday in the future they might be personally inconvenienced. Narrow, unenlightened self-interest doesn't impress me. Besides, there is nothing wrong with the planet. Nothing wrong with the planet. The planet is fine. The people are f- <laughs> Difference. Difference. The planet is fine. Compared to the people, the planet is doing great. It's been here four and a half billion years. Do you ever think about the arithmetic? Planet has been here four and a half billion years. We've been here what? A hundred thousand? Maybe two hundred thousand. And we've only been engaged in heavy industry for a little over two hundred years. Two hundred years versus four and a half billion. And we have the conceit to think that somehow we're a threat that somehow we're gonna put in jeopardy this beautiful little blue-green ball that's just a floating around the sun? The planet has been through a lot worse than us. Been through all kinds of things worse than us. Been through earthquakes, volcanoes, plate tectonics, continental drift, solar flares, sunspots, magnetic storms, the magnetic reversal of the poles, hundreds of thousands of years of bombardment by comets and asteroids and meteors, worldwide floods, tidal waves, worldwide fires, erosion, cosmic rays, recurring ice ages, And we think some plastic bags and some aluminum cans are going to make a difference. The planet, the planet, the planet isn't going anywhere. We are. We're going away. Pack your folks. We're going away. And we won't leave much of a trace either. Thank God for that. Maybe a little styrofoam. Maybe. Little styrofoam. Planet will be here and we'll be long gone. Just another failed mutation. Just another closed-end biological mistake. An evolutionary cul-de-sac. The planet will shake us off like a bad case of fleas. <laughs> a surface nuisance. You want to know how the planet's doing? Ask those people at Pompeii who are frozen into position <laughs> from volcanic ash how the planet's doing (laughs) wonder if the planet's alright ask those people in Mexico City or Armenia or a hundred other places buried under thousands of tons of earthquake rubble if they feel like a threat to the planet this week (laughs) how about those people in Kilauea Hawaii who build their homes right next to an active volcano and then wonder why they have lava in the living room (laughs) The planet will be here for a long, long, long time after we're gone, and it will heal itself, it will cleanse itself, because that's what it does. It's a self-correcting system. The air and the water will recover, the Earth will be renewed, and if it's true that plastic is not degradable, well, the planet will simply incorporate plastic into a new paradigm, the Earth plus plastic. (laughs) The Earth doesn't share our prejudice towards plastic. Plastic came out of the Earth. The Earth probably sees plastic as just another one of its children. Could be the only reason the Earth allowed us to be spawned from it in the first place. It wanted plastic for itself. (laughs) Didn't know how to make it. It Needed us. Could be the answer to our age-old philosophical question, why are we here? (laughs) Plastic. (laughs) So, plastic is here. Our job is done. We can be phased out now. And I think that's really started already, don't you? I mean, to be fair, the planet probably sees us as a mild threat. Something to be dealt with. And I'm sure the planet will defend itself in, in, in the manner of a large organism like a beehive or an ant colony can muster a defense. I'm sure the planet will think of something. What would you do if you were the planet trying to defend against this pesky, troublesome species? Let's see. What might... Hmm, viruses. Viruses might be good. They seem vulnerable to viruses and uh, viruses are tricky always mutating and forming new strains whenever a vaccine is developed perhaps this first virus could be one that that compromises the immune system of these creatures perhaps a human immunodeficiency virus making them vulnerable to all sorts of other diseases and infections that might come along and maybe it could be spread sexually making them a little reluctant to engage in the act of reproduction well that's a poetic note and it's a start and I can dream, can I? So I don't worry about the little things. Bees, trees, whales, snails. I think we're part of a greater wisdom than we will ever understand. A higher order. Call it what you want. No, and I call it the big electron. The big electron.
0: All right. Whoa. Now, that, uh, that was prescient, wasn't it? And in this context, one more time, Mr. Producer, I want you to play Joe Biden in Michigan today. Cut three, go.
2: When I think of the climate crisis, beyond its devastation of lives and livelihoods and health of our very planet, I think jobs. I think jobs when I think climate change. Good paying union job. I think about the UAW workers here today. I wanted to make sure that the world could see that there was a consensus, that we are at an inflection point in our history, and almost every major leader in the world spoke to it.
0: If we act to save the planet, we can Stop. create millions... Stop. What do you think George Carlin would do with this, this buffoon? But I'm playing this so you know what a liar he is and what a liar this entire movement is. This is a movement that has been captured by the Marxists. This isn't about clean water and clean air. This is about destroying this country. And they go on and on about the climate crisis, the planet crisis. We have only now to fix the planet, that the waves are rising, and we only have 10 years to control the waves. And on. They are liars. They don't have the ability to control anything, including their mouths. We're being herded like sheep over the edge of the cliff. They want to take the greatest economic system on the face of the earth and destroy it. Why? So they can empower themselves. So they're in charge. So the Democrat Party is in power for all time. They don't care what they control as long as they control it. They don't care if the lights are out, that the water stops. They don't care. This is about power. We have no ability to control this planet, and this planet is not in crisis. Things happen. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest-growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong. You know, there's a congressman who represents, among other places, Huntsville, Alabama, that I'm very, very familiar with. And uh, I actually wanted him to be the senator the first time around uh, when we had a debacle and a Democrat was elected. And now he's running the Republican primary for the nomination to run for the Senate in Alabama again. Mo Brooks. Mo, how are you, sir?
6: Doing great, Mark. Appreciate you having me on your show tonight.
0: Well, it's a pleasure. So tell me, Mo... If you win the seat, first you win the nomination, then you win the seat in the Senate. This country is in dire, dire condition. I assume you're going to be the same firebrand in the Senate than you are in the House, right?
6: Absolutely. I believe that our country is worth fighting for, and we need a lot of fighters right now in the House of Representatives and in the United States Senate in order to defeat the socialist agenda. And just being the normal kind of you-scratch-my-back-I'll-scratch-your-back politician that we have so many of in Washington, that's not what our country needs right now. We need people who go toe-to-toe with the socialists, or else the socialists are going to win.
0: And you've been really excellent as a member of the House. How long have you been a member of the House?
6: I was elected in 2010 in the Tea Party suite.
0: That's right, and, and you re- a big
6: role in that. I appreciate your getting the the public educated enough so that they were concerned enough to do what was necessary to put a big stop sign into the Obama agenda in the House of Representatives.
0: Well, thank you. but you know the public is really so patriotic if we give them a chance. Now, your district now includes what areas?
6: Well, it's from Mississippi to Georgia, along the uh, Tennessee line, basically eighty uh, percent of the Tennessee Valley. Uh, we have a wonderful uh, Tennessee River that goes through us with lots of lakes, lots of outdoor activities. And, of course, we're the birthplace of the uh, America Space Program with Wernher von Braun, the uh-huh. German rocket scientist team. And not only that, we're now pretty much in charge of all the g whiz bang weapons that you see our military use, in particular what the United States Army uses. Whatever they use goes through Huntsville, Alabama, because we have the Army Materiel Command at Redstone Arsenal.
0: And that's someplace, that Redstone Arsenal. A lot of, a lot of great things happen there. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. You have uh, you have much of a primary? Who, who is it that wants to, uh, who thinks they're more qualified than you?
6: Well, we, we're in pretty good shape. Um, Mark, it's kind of scary good right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only polling I've seen in the last two weeks has us at 58% with uh, what I call the establishment candidate at 11%. And then uh, a nice lady who's an ambassador, uh, former ambassador, at five percent. Uh, mm-hmm. The ambassador is a self-funder. Uh, she's not getting much in the way of traction yet, but you never know. Uh, as things unfold, maybe maybe she'll get more support than she's shown, uh so far. Now that's a pretty big lead, and it I don't you know it can't be sustained. The establishment candidate, they're they're undoubtedly going to attack. Uh, that's that's their modus operandi.
5: Mm-hmm. Uh,
6: you saw what happened in 2017, where Mitch McConnell and company put in about 15 million dollars worth of attack ads, and after they were finished, they had me as uh, Nancy Pelosi's best friend, opposed to the Second Amendment right to bear arms, anti-military, and pro-terrorist. And I just didn't have enough money to tear apart those attacks, which all of all of which were demonstrably false. But as you know, you've got to have the resources in order to get uh, the response is out. You can't rely on the fake news media to tell the truth about anything nowadays.
0: Well, I endorsed you back then and I want to endorse you now, if it doesn't hurt you in the state of Alabama, I, I fully support Mo Brooks in the Republican primary and the general election. Cause I know you'll be outstanding. Well, that's huge! Thank you. Well, I know you'll that's be huge. outstanding. Thank you, Mark. I, I, I know who you are. I, uh, that's why I supported Ted when when they didn't think he could win, and Mike Lee when they didn't think he could win, Marco Rubio in Florida, uh, Rand Paul, others. Now, you're running there. Has uh, President Trump endorsed anybody yet?
6: President Trump has wholeheartedly uh, endorsed Mo Brooks. Uh, it was a beautifully worded endorsement, um, to quote some of his people. And I'm very, very pleased to have that endorsement. I've been endorsed by the Senate Conservatives Fund. Uh, Today I was endorsed by Senator Rand Paul, who is a super United States senator, particularly on uh, issues relating to liberty and freedom. Uh, Very, very pleased to have Rand Paul's support. So like I said, it's going scary good. Um, Some of my (laughs) friends say, Mo, you're going to win unless you blow this thing. (laughs) kind of puts the pressure on you when you're up, say, in a football game or or a basketball game uh, late in the game. <laughs> and all you've well, got to do is keep doing what you have been doing, not, not freeze the ball and, and mess up.
0: And I want to know if Mitch McConnell jumps into this race, because honestly, I've never seen a, uh, a Republican leader in the Senate before get involved in races that do not affect his state so he can try and elect people who will keep him as the leader of the Republican Party there. I think that's a disgrace. I think he ought to mind his own business. Uh, he uh, he's held on to that job an awfully long time, and the country's moving backwards awfully fast. That's just my own view.
6: Well, hey, if you don't mind me uh, putting in a plug, uh, folks who it. would like to help, based on Mark Levin's strong recommendation and endorsement, please go to mobrooks dot com m o b r o o k s dot com and sign up as a volunteer, make a contribution. We very much need conservators around the United States. To join our effort, uh, it, you know, we're ahead right now, but it won't be a cakewalk. The lead I have right now, quite frankly, 47 points, that's unsustainable, particularly in the face of two candidates who have significant amounts of money. But if Alabama can't put a principled conservative in the United States Senate in Washington, D.C., then our country's in worse shape than I thought.
0: No, you're exactly right. We can't lose seats. To rhinos and so forth in uh, in a state like Alabama, we need to have uh, very very solid people. Mo, I don't know of anybody better than you, for any state. As a matter of fact, you'll be uh, you'll be a great senator from Alabama as well. So that's MoBrooks.com, just like it sounds. M O B R O M O B R O O K S dot com. MoBrooks.com. Anybody can help him. Please do. Anybody in Alabama wants to volunteer and help him, please do. He's right. There's going to be an attack. There's going to be an onslaught. He faced it before, and they lie. They don't want to engage on the issues, do they, Mo?
6: Well, it used to be that there was honor in the political profession, particularly when you had a news media that would catch you when you were dishonorable. Now the fake news media is totally in the tank with the socialists, and they love nothing more than to stir the pot in our Republican primaries. So the only way you can defend yourself against false attacks is by purchasing it, and that's why folks' campaign contributions are so, so, so important, much more important than they used to be. All
0: right, Mo Brooks for Senate in Alabama. I am a strong supporter of Mo. I was before. I was when he ran for the House many, many years ago, because I know he's one of us. MoBrooks.com, MoBrooks.com. Good luck to you, and I'm sure we're going to have you back, Mo. Take care of yourself.
6: Thank you. Very much
0: appreciate it. Y'all take care. God bless.
3: Liberty's voice, Mark Levin. Talk with that voice now, 877-381-3811.
0: So we're going to get Curtis Sleaver on the program next week. He's not aware of this. I just spoke to the group. I want to get Josh Mandel on this program, too. Maybe the week after that, Mr. Producer. He's in Ohio. Uh, We have a pretty good average. Not perfect, but that's not my goal, to be perfect. Pretty good is pretty good enough. Now here, this has been brought to my attention. We're taking a look now at Amazon.com. Let's see what the top ten books are. What is happening out there? Zero Fail by Carol Leonig. Now, who is she? She is a reporter with the Washington Compost. So the left is pushing her book like hell. John Green... I can't even pronounce this book. Who is he? Liberal. The left's pushing the hell out of his book. Matthew Lormer. I don't know him, but I do understand he was head of the Space Command and was sacked because of his comments about critical race theory. And he has self published a book. Good for him. We salute him. Dr. Seuss. We like that book too. Oh, the places you'll go is number four. Van Ryten's Guide to Ravenloft, Dungeons and Wizards. Number five, The Indispensables. No idea. Number six, The Four Agreements. Number seven, number eight is No Image Available. Number nine is American Marxism. May I just encourage Levinites out there, if you're going to order the book, why don't you pre-order a first edition? Have it when we're ready to launch on the day the book comes out. I'm not waiting three days, five days, ten days after the book comes out. The day the book comes out. We can't waste a minute. I'm already chomping at the bit. I've given you little peeks from here and there, which I'm not supposed to do, but that's okay. I'll do what I want to do. It's my book. And uh, we've done better than ever before on pre-orders. I told you this is the biggest book, I think, because it's crucially important given our time. This is no joke. I'm not writing a book about me. This book isn't me and I and I and me. This isn't a book about psychology, behavioral sciences, what you can do or should do. Uh Uh-uh. About your own lives and your own... No. This is a book about knowledge, and this is a book about activism. Activism. This is a book for you. It's been written for the members of this audience. It's been written for your college-age children or grandchildren. It's been written for your high school-age children or kids going into high school. It's been written for patriots. Who listen to this show and ask, what can we do, what can we do, what can I do, what can I do? People who are yearning for information, yearning for knowledge. And in your own life. You're not going to change your life. But there are things you can do in the course of your life. The course of your day. The course of your weekend. That will contribute mightily to us clawing our way back. You know, the last chapter is titled, We Choose Liberty. But it was a close call between We Choose Liberty and pushback. Because by We Choose Liberty, I mean pushback. Pushback. It's only a matter of time till I'm trashed and this book is trashed. I don't care. I'm up for the battle. Are you up for the battle? These classrooms and schools belong to us. These private businesses and these jobs belong to us. That border in this country belongs to us. That constitution that they're mocking and stepping all over, that belongs to us. When they trash this country, they're trashing us and they're trashing our ancestors of all backgrounds, all diversity. Well, let them go on defense. Let them stand on their heels. Let them write books about how to deal with us. It's time to go on offense. I shouldn't be number nine on Amazon. I'm just saying that. Let's rally. Let's get ready. We hit this 100,000 mark. I know we're ready. I can feel it. I can sense it. I have felt and sensed these movements before. The Reagan revolution... The Tea Party revolution. The Trump revolution. And it's time to unite. It's time to rally. It's time to put all little stupid differences aside. And that's what this is all about. We need to know what their ideas are. We need to know who's responsible for them. We need to know where they're coming from. So we can deal with them. So we're not just out there doing things that are not addressing the institutions, the individuals, and the forces that have combined to take our country from us. Who cares what the newspapers have to say? Who cares what TV has to say? And we'll get into this. and I get into that in the book. You're going to be, I think, quite amazed at the breadth of what's covered in this book, rather concisely given the the subject matter. And I'm hoping, and I've spent a lot of time on taking what is and can be difficult to make it understandable and put it in plain English. That's the goal here. If you like liberty and tyranny, if you like unfreedom of the press, then I think you're going to find this Even more important than those two books. And so this evening, I don't know what else to say other than that. The rest is up to you. The rest is up to you. Now, Mr. Producer, I was going to jump into calls, but I'm not going to, because not yet. AOC dozens of House Democrats, reports Fox, cite, Racial reckoning to oppose targeting gang members for deportation. Ocasio-Cortez and 30 other Democrats object to immigration authorities targeting aggravated felons for deportation. So these aggravated felons, that is, people who've committed physical felonious acts, why don't they go into these? congressional districts where they're welcome, Mr. Producer. In fact, I have an idea. Rather than deport them if they don't want them deported, let's just move them. Let's move them to every district where every one of these Democrats wants to protect them. And that way their constituency can rise up and kick their asses out of office or tolerate the crime that comes with it. People have elected these 35 democrats to represent them in the united states congress and they are saying don't deport gang members don't target gang members representative aoc led a group of her house democratic colleagues in a letter to the federal immigration officials demanding an overhaul of immigration policies and objecting to gang members in the country illegally being targeted uh, uh, let's see targeted for deportation she and 34 other of her Democrat colleagues sent a letter to DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayadas, and Immigration and Customs Enforcement and ICE Director Tay Johnson calling on them to change immigration policies that rely on America's discriminatory legal system. And so I have a solution. Not just illegal alien felons, should be moved into these districts, but all felons should be moved into these districts since they believe the cops are bad, that the justice system is is bad, since they believe in so-called bail reform in the front door, out the back door. I have an idea. We should take down the name of these 35 Democrats, pinpoint their congressional districts, and push legislation... That rather than deporting these felons, they should be moved into these districts. And that's the surest way to see these nutjobs, these Marxist buffoons, get voted out of office. It's the surest way. AOC in this letter says, we are in a moment of racial reckoning in this country. With communities across the country calling for an end to mass incar- incarceration and racist policing. Again, out of jail, into these congressional districts. It is time to end the, the carceral approach to immigration. Now, you know she didn't write that. Which relies on these same flawed systems. And it was signed, of course, by Rashid Talib, Ayanna Presley, Jamal Bowman. Carolyn Maloney signed the letter. Of course. It's just like reparations. I don't believe in reparations. But if there's going to be reparations, then the Democrat Party should pay it. The Republican Party didn't support slavery. My ancestors weren't even here. But the Democrat Party is still here. And it represents the vestiges of slavery. That's its history. So I think the Democrat Party should pay reparations. And I think illegal alien felons and domestic felons should all be moved into these districts. Particularly the illegal alien felons. We're not going to deport you. We're just going to move you where you're welcome. We are obviously welcomed by these congressmen and congresswomen, these Congress Marxists. And so that's my solution. What do you think? I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest-growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, Mr. Producer, to whom shall I speak? The great. Los Angeles, Tom, XM Satellite. Go right ahead, please. Thank you, Mr. Levin. I had time to
6: order your book while I was waiting with you, but regardless <laughs> of that... Thank
0: you. are <laughs> a good man. I
6: think that the the Republicans should come up with a no-port, no-fat bill, very concise, that's called a, some cockamamie name, but like Save the Planet Bill, mm-hmm. and say that we cannot... Buy any materials that either mine them or refine them with less EPA standards than we have in the United States. Because if you're truly trying to save the planet and not just enrich yourself, truly trying to save the planet and not push socialism, you got to save the planet in China and in India and in Australia and everywhere else. So put them on the record to say, no, I don't want to save the planet. I'd rather buy oil and gas and everything from places that don't have any EPA.
0: Amen. Well said. All right. Thank you, my friend. Next up, Mr. Producer, to whom shall I speak? We're in Ohio. Marion, Ohio on the Mark Levin app. Jay, how are you, sir?
7: Oh, good, Mark. I'm delighted to, uh, to talk to you.
0: All right. Let's do it. Yeah,
7: I, call, I called in to uh, comment on your playing of George uh, Carlin's routine. All right. And every time I hear it, it, remind, it reminds me of a tour that I happened to go on at the Museum of Natural History in New York, where the, um, the tour guide started talking about, he was taking us through the biological exhibits, and he started talking about how environmentalists look upon the planet as something that's very fragile. And he said, the only thing that's fragile on this planet is us. Mm -hmm. He said, the plants, the plants are the only creatures on this planet that have learned or have developed the ability to make their own food. He said, everything else is killing and eating everything else. And he said, most uh, food, most meals on this planet – are eaten when the food is still alive. All right, I don't want to hear all that. that.
0: makes me sick. I'm going to have dinner soon. Thank you for your call, but I will say this. Apart from that, I don't know. That's why I do everything well done, Mr. Producer. Nothing's moving when I eat it. Put some ketchup on it, and we're all set to go. The point is this. This planet is not in crisis. If it was, there's not a damn thing we can do about it. This is the biggest hoax and propaganda effort, probably in the history of mankind. And then they turn around and call you deniers and flat earthers. This is how it works. We're not putting up with this crap anymore. Nothing's happening to the planet. Nothing's going to happen to the planet that we can do about it or do to it. And so this is utter nonsense we want clean water and clean air, there are ways to achieve that. But we're talking about the planet. They say we're destroying the planet. We couldn't destroy this planet if we wanted to. There's nothing we can do to destroy, quote-unquote, the planet. We haven't even touched the planet. We've barely touched the surface of the planet. The planet is massive. We couldn't get to the core of this planet if we wanted to. We have no control over what the sun does to this planet. None whatsoever. So, these are just lies by demagogues and propagandists and the stupid of the politician, the stupid of the comments. Ladies and gentlemen, we salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, and emergency personnel. if you have a moment tonight, please head over to Amazon or one of your favorite sites and pre-order your books. we We really need your help. I'll see you tomorrow.